Yeah, welcome back to the Find Me in Seattle podcast and my now what seems like permanent guest. It's like Perma Plus One Adventures. It is Perma Plus One Adventures. That's probably what the podcast could have been called. What? We could always Perma change the name. No, just Plus One Adventures. <laughs> Perma. Well, I don't know. It was temporary. It was a guest spot. Now I have a permanent position hired on full time. Well, as long as we're quarantined, you definitely are. When we get back to like going back to find me in Seattle and our jobs like are back to what they used to be and I'm out exploring the city, it'll be interesting to how we play this and what role you want to take. Yeah. 2021, back to find me in Seattle adventures. Wow. Not for another eight (laughs) more months. All right. Well, there is an intention. There is a reason Amanda was certainly invited to be a guest on this episode. Oh, thanks. Because uh, this is a continuation of the last episode, which we had to like rush and finish real quick dealing with our wedding but that's because we had other plans uh that we procrastinated and we finally got to do in the show but this show is all about uh i think it probably starts at like 10 p.m on the night of the wedding the craziness and goes all the way until monday of that week because this was this is the story about us getting out of bangkok in a hurry for sure you were gonna do will smith's uh prince of bel-air this is the story how my we'll, life turned we'll, out. We'll try it. We got it on camera. Oh, well. So you're going to. Here, you do the. No, I don't remember the lyrics. Now I'm all pant. Now I have self doubt creeping. <sighs> I can't. Okay, back to you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so. All right, let's start the story. So we know we teased it a little bit at the end of the last show for those of you who got to the end about how uh, it went from just this beautiful, fun never-ending story i guess to backtrack even more it's been interesting to do these four show four shows yeah this is our fourth show and the changes we watched the other three episodes now and to see the changes going through and now obviously we're back home we've been home for two weeks and uh, a lot of that stress is gone and now it's just reflection well yeah it's very different stress because it's it's i wouldn't say it's gone completely because it's still like we're still obviously dealing with covid19 and being quarantined and i joke that we're done with the international vip quarantine but we're still back to um, we're we're still in quarantine so it's now just regular quarantine with everyone else but um it starts with i would say thursday evening during our reception okay where all of our guests received a message notification that basically said the United States is raising its level to level four and that if you are an American abroad that you should come home because they're not going to be able to ensure that we are allowed in. Whatever that may have been, whether it was the country itself is closing its borders or whether the United States was closing its borders. So they were just like, get home ASAP. So this is in the middle of the dancing portion, the like the fun after party of the wedding. So how did you find out, Amanda? Um, I found out the following morning when all of our guests, well, I shouldn't say all of our guests, but a good portion of our guests were like packing up, ready to go, like left for the airport, really without saying goodbye. Okay, well, we're going to get there. I totally thought that you found out on Thursday. No, I okay. found out Friday morning. Well, I did tell you on Thursday night. So, all right. I thought you were going to remember that. I guess not. Um, So on Thursday, the first time I found out was by my future sister-in-law, Mel, who is a nurse. She saw, she got the warning somehow on her phone and it was like level four warning. All Americans should come home now or you're not going to be able to get help from the government to get home. And she showed that to me on the phone and it must have been like 930, 10 o'clock and it was like, Oh, crap. Well, that's probably why I didn't find out till Friday, because they were like, don't tell the bride. <laughs> so, yes, and I know, I, so, as the next couple hours going on, I was kind of talking with everyone, and, and the story spread very quickly. Everyone found out very quickly, and uh, I was having a bunch of conversations with people. This is where the whole last party in Bangkok thing got started, because everyone knew that come Friday morning, we were all going to be getting out of there. And so we have this party, we have an open bar, we have all this food, all these people, end the night, like, let's 
party and dance our butts off because as we especially know now, it's gonna be the last time for a while that any of us were gonna to get to do that. But I pulled you aside that evening and gave you a warning and said, you better enjoy these last two hours oh, because tomorrow yeah. you're gonna find some things out okay. and the world's gonna be different. So funny thing about that is we were like at the after party dancing our butts off and I was having a great time. Like this is my wedding. I'm going to dance. I'm going to dance. Um, but then I like in the middle of dancing had like a cramp in my foot and I was like, whatever, screw the cramp. This is your wedding. Dance your butt off. And then Connor came up to me and said, Hey, just so you know, this thing happened. So better enjoy it. Cause it's probably the last party ever in Bangkok or ever. Um, so you should, you should just really enjoy this. And I was like, well, I sat down for two seconds for this cramp. Guess I'm getting back up and who cares about that cramp? Deal with it. Dance the pain away. So yeah, that was probably the first time you've ever listened to me and just been like, okay, we'll listen to him. We'll do what he says. Such a bad cramp in my foot though. Like it got to the point where I was like visibly like wincing, like gimping along cause my foot hurt. But I was like, well, I can't not enjoy my wedding and can't not enjoy the last party in Bangkok. So yeah, I do remember that, but I did not know that the CDC had raised it to a level four. So that's when the Friday morning is when I found out. Yeah. So Thursday night, the party ends, they're kicking us out of the room and we had bought all this alcohol. So we didn't get to take all the food, but we did get to take all the bottles of alcohol. So we like got a lineup of people and it was like, help us carry all this to the rooms because we knew like, Oh, these 25 wine bottles that we have are pretty much going to go out to everyone who's still here. Yeah. And then, yeah, we all kind of broke off and everyone went to bed. Amanda and I, the plan was on Friday morning to meet everybody for like brunch gathering because we knew a lot of people, their plan was to go to all the islands, right? Go to Phuket or go to Chiang Mai and go start their next part of their Thai adventure that Friday. Um, So we planned to have brunch. So Amanda and I woke up and Amanda woke up first and read the thread of text messages in our uh, WeChat. Was that what no, we we're using? No, uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. In our WhatsApp group, uh, which was pretty much a majority of the people who were at the wedding. And um, my phone was blowing up. I just remember, like, I'm not even going to read it. Or I was like, I'm still half asleep. I'm not going to wake up and, the, and stress myself out before I'm even awake. I was yeah. like, but you were reading the messages. Yeah. And I, so what I'm was a, happening? I have a nasty habit of like waking up and immediately looking at my phone like this close to my face. Yeah. We'll talk about that more in a future show. Oh, but anyway, so I have a nasty habit of like checking the news immediately as I wake up and I checked and it was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, like, oh, things are happening. What happened? I already said it. No, the, no, no, no. What? So what are you reading in the text messages? Like, we're on our way to the airport right now. We're packing up. This is from, like, a giant group chat of, like, a bunch of people saying, like, we're leaving, basically. We love you. Sorry we didn't get to say goodbye, but, like, we're leaving for the airport. And so a bunch of our friends, like, as soon as they woke up, like, 7 in the morning, headed to the airport to see if they could change their flights. And luckily, a good chunk of them were able to. Um but yeah, we were just like, oh man, things are really getting pretty crazy. Like we should, we should see what's going on and find out who's still here and how we can make sure that we can help get them home or get them back safely to wherever they're going. So um, we ended up going down for brunch to the hotel's restaurant called the Kitchen Bar. And there was a bunch of, there were some people that were already there and then a bunch of people came and met us there and we all like had breakfast. It was like a very close knit group, I would say like between Connor's family, my family, and our, our guests, there's probably no more than, like, 20 people still left. So, um, of our guests that came to breakfast, we all met up and talked and really just kind of, like, A, debriefed about the wedding because it was so much fun, and then B, talked about, like, okay, well, what's your airline? Are you going to the office to see if you can get a new flight? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And, it was a very interesting discussion just hearing a, a mixture of like, wow, that was so much fun we had last night and oh crap, we have to get home. <laughs> just, it was interesting. And we're luckily like the hotel where we were staying, there was like a building across the courtyard and then that building was my nail place. Um, and then also the Singapore Airlines customer service desk. So people that flew Singapore Air could just literally walk across, go up to that office and get it taken care of right then and there, which was really cool. For those of us that flew EVA or EVA, we had to go to like, um, it was like 15, 20 minutes outside to a different office. 
Um, so we had a couple friends that had done that and got their flights fixed, but they had told us like, Hey, you're going to wait like an hour, two hours, just like be careful about that. So, um, we talked, Connor's family had made a decision to still go. Some of his family made a decision to still go to Phuket. So we're like, okay, just be safe. Like if we call you, make sure that, you know, this is a call that will tell you, you have to come home. Like it's a, a no BS kind of call. Um, and so, yeah, we were like, okay, let's figure out how we can get home. Connor and I changed our flight. Uh, well, our flight got canceled, actually. I forgot about that. Our flight, original flight, April 3rd, got canceled from Bangkok to Taipei. And then Taipei, but here's a wild part. Taipei to Seattle was still on. So, like, you could, you couldn't get to Taipei, but you could fly Taipei to Seattle. And that was like crazy. So Connor and I were like, all right, well, we obviously have to go figure this out now. So we booked another flight. We're like, let's not wait on having to try to figure out how to can't like change this flight. Let's just book a new flight. So we booked a flight Tuesday evening to leave. And we said, okay, like that gives us enough time to like, A, enjoy our time here in Seattle. Or in Seattle. Yeah, give us four more days. So four more days, like enjoy the time that we have left in Bangkok, settle all our fares, like make sure we have everything ready to go, make sure all of our friends and family are taken care of, and then we'll feel good about leaving. Um, so right at that time, um, we decided whatever, like, Friday, we're going to enjoy the day and just hang out with all our friends and family and spend time. And that evening, whoever was left over, we actually invited up to our hotel room and we said like, hey, come help us drink all of this wine and this liquor that's left over. Like, it's just going to be a blast. So we had a really fun get together with all of our friends and drinking and sharing snacks and and just kind of like talking about how how wild of a time this is to be like abroad and then talking about like plans to get home and what it's like boots on the ground from other friends and other family and yeah it was interesting yeah it was, it was the last time that we've hung out with a group of people yeah uh, was that evening we actually and, oh sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say we actually set up like a separate whatsapp chat called quarantine r us um, or no, it was called something else. The leftovers. It was like the leftovers or something like that. And it was just a bunch of us that had stayed over or didn't have flights until like Saturday or Sunday evening. Um, so we all just ended up hanging out and, and enjoying each other's company for the last time. Okay. So on Friday, let's get to the meat of the story and how we tease this story. Oh, sorry. So. <laughs> oh, on, I, okay. I see what you're saying. On Friday, uh, after we had brunch. We saw there was the original exodus of people who were gone from the hotel before we even woke up. All right, There was a dozen people who just woke up, packed their stuff, and went straight to the airport to find whatever flight they could. And they all made it. Uh, it all worked out great. Amanda and I realized that, okay, we need to go to the EVA office to try to see if we can change our flight. And we think they close at 5, so we get there at 4.10. And they're already closed. They closed and at 4 o'clock. <laughs> they closed at 4 o'clock. And there was two representatives there who showed us. Because at that time, all we were planning to do was get a refund for our one flight. Yeah, because we had booked the Tuesday flight. Yes. And uh, don't forget, we got to go back and talk about Trong's flight and all the the times you were on the phone. Oh, but okay. um, So we go to Eva on Friday. They close early. We go back home. We hang out with all of our friends. We kind of say goodbye to the second half of the group. Uh, who are all going home later that weekend. Saturday comes along, and we're with Trong the photographer because we have to update his flight as well. Um, and was it Saturday or Sunday that we went to Eva in the airport? It was Sunday night. Sun Sunday. So then yeah. well, we with, both nights, with Trong, we go back to the Eva office on... It must have been Saturday. It must have been Saturday. Because yeah, they were closed now. on Sunday. Yeah. We knew they were yeah. closed. So, Saturday. <laughs> so, so we go back to the EVA office on Saturday with Trong. And uh, same thing, the EVA office is closed for the weekend. And they're not going to be open until Monday. And so what we do is we leave the office and we just go straight to the airport with Trong to try to fix his flight and fix yeah. our flight. Well, we figured we're like, we're already out trying to figure out this flight. Like, let's just go to the airport, see what we can get done. And then worst case scenario, we just go home like we had planned to anyways. 
So we go to the airport and like luckily for us there was an Eva flight boarding, which means the ticketing booths were all open. Yeah, because they're only open for like the two hours before a flight because the Thai airport is like this weird mix of all of the different airlines and they only sit in their spot when they're checking people in and they're gone. There's not like dedicated, yeah. there's not a dedicated Eva spot. It's yeah. just kind of like where they can fit in at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they have like these rotating booths, but like, so we go, we ended up having like no line because luckily the new flight that Connor and I booked was business class. Um, cause we figured like, why not? We're an emergency to get home. Let's book business class. So luckily we had done that because then we could walk right up to the counter and we got our flight taken care of where um, we ended up changing our flight to Tuesday. Yeah, that's when oh, we that's changed when our we flight, changed to our flight to Tuesday. And we moved Trong's flight up. Well, we bought him a new flight. Yeah. And he ended up leaving that night at midnight to go to the airport. Yeah. It was pretty much like, all right, Trong, you're leaving tonight. And he was going to have a 16-hour layover in Taiwan. Thanks, Strong. We appreciate you doing that for us. Yeah. So we got him home. He was like, I'll take the flight tonight. Don't worry about it. Like, it'll, I'll just get home. And I was like, great, done. So we got Trong's stuff taken care of. We book it back to our area so that Trong can like pack up and clean and how and like do whatever. And then, and he's going to head to the airport later that evening. So that's when we did like our like little wine get together. And then Sunday happens and we're really concerned about Connor's parents' flight and his brother's flight. So we're like, okay, listen, like, we're worried about you guys. Well, why were we worried? We're worried because they're in Phuket. <laughs> so they're in Phuket, and we go to the main mall, Siam Paragon. And at this point in Bangkok, Bangkok has officially shut down all the restaurants and bars in the entire city. So you and can't go sit at the restaurant, but you can order takeaways. Only takeaways. Take and Amanda and I got all these personal checks from the wedding from the people who were tied there and we could only cash the checks at the banks and most of the banks were closed because they got shut down but a few of the banks were open inside this one mall we get to the mall which is like one of the most crowded places we visit when we're there and we go there a lot because there's good food yeah it's like where and, all bts stops intersect yeah it's the center of the city and everything is shut down it is a ghost town the entire mall is shut down all of the food and restaurants are yeah. to-go only. They already have the tape laid down. That's like the six-feet buffer. Um, and it's a completely different place than when we were there yeah, three days earlier. It's crazy because you were busy doing, like, the check stuff. But I went into the grocery store to see if I can get, like, hand sanitizer, masks, like, things that we can pack and take with us that we know we can't get here. And we go, and it's like the grocery store is bustling. And, like, they still have cloth masks, not like the medical ones that they would take use in the hospital. They have, like, cloth ones. So, luckily, I got a couple of those for us. Um, but, yeah, you could still get that stuff. And it was, it was, that was the most crowded part of the entire mall. Everything else was, like, a ghost town. It was wild. Um, so, yeah, then we. Okay, so oh, yeah. we're at the mall, and it's like, uh-oh, like, things are really changing here. It's different. So, I call my parents, and I was like, this is the emergency call. You need to get out of Phuket now and you need to come back to Bangkok and you need to fly home. Um, because, yeah, at this point, we're pretty stressed. Um, and also on Sunday, Singapore and Taiwan make announcements that they are no longer at the airport going to be accepting transfers at midnight on Tuesday. But we didn't know if it meant like Tuesday, min like the midnight between Monday and Tuesday. 23.59. Or midnight, like Wednesday. So we weren't like really clear about what like midnight meant. Um, and the only two parties left in Thailand on Sunday were my parents and his parents. And so my parents were leaving Sunday evening. So I wasn't too worried about them, but we wanted to make sure like we didn't just like leave his parents behind. Yep. So I make this frantic phone call and was like, you guys need to come back because all the airports are shutting down around the world and we don't know what's going on with our flight because our flight is scheduled to leave on Tuesday night and we're hoping that the Taiwan airport is closing down at on Tuesday night at 2359. Yeah. Turns out they were closing on Monday at 2359 instead of Tuesday, which uh, created a ton of panic. So so then we learned that on Sunday afternoon and so we again for the second day in a row 
go back to the airport because the EVA office is closed. So we take uh, a grab taxi to the airport, which was like the fastest we'd ever gotten to the airport because the city's starting to shut down. There's just like no people out and the guy could drive as fast as possible there. Yeah. But we get there, but the Eva, the one flight that evening for Eva Airways was canceled. So there were no ticket agents. There were no Eva employees even at the airport to help us out with the situation. Yeah, we had like timed it too. We were like, okay, we're going to get there. Eva's going to be open. It's going to be perfect. And they had canceled the flight. And they were like, next flight is at 11. At this time, it was like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. We're like, we're not waiting three hours. It was like, more than that. It was like five hours yeah, at the time we were there. It. We'll just go tomorrow morning like we had intended. Yep, so we're like, all right. The Eva office opens the next morning at 9 a.m. We'll just be there first thing in the morning and we'll figure out this flight. And, and we'll see you know, what's going to happen. And I think at this time, maybe we don't even know that it's Monday night. We're still hopeful that maybe it's Tuesday. Yeah. So we were like, all right, we got to fight. It's not a big deal. Let's just go to the Eva office for Connor's parents. So that night, luckily, woo, sometimes Pat, like Pat, future Amanda, no, past Amanda, well, whatever. I know myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to pack one bag just in case. So I end up packing like a, the bag that would have taken the longest to pack with like a lot of the like the um, fragile items. I packed that bag that night and I was like, okay, well, I got one bag packed. Like I feel pretty good about it. Luckily for us, it was packed because the following day on Monday was crazy. Well, since you teased them. Oh, okay. You wake up on Monday and we so go to Eva. We wake up on Monday. The Eva office opens at 9 a.m. And I was like, all right, I want to be there at 9 a.m. waiting. Like, I want to be that person that's knocking on the door like, open up. I'm here. So we get up. We get there about like 9, 10, 9, 15. Like, not too much time afterwards. And there was already such a large crowd of people there. So we went. We go up. We get our queue number. Our queue number is 24. And the guy's like, it'll be like 30 minutes. Like, just stay within the area. Oh, and I'll text you. And I was like, well, do you have line? I'd rather you line me. Whatever. So we go get a coffee. I get a line back that says like, hey, we're ready for you. I go. We go back in. We've already filled out this form to request information about Connor's brother. Yeah. At this point, we're not, we're confident because our flight on Tuesday hasn't been canceled that we're probably okay. But what we need to fix are my two brother's flights who aren't supposed to be for like another week. We know they're after the closure. So we need to move their flights up to match our flights. Yes. So we go up to so our number gets called. We get um, our little ticket thing. We go up to the elevator to their main office and there's another waiting room. And this waiting room is like, okay, this makes sense. Like they obviously don't want everyone hovering in this giant lobby. Like they'd rather you downstairs, take a queue, come back later. So we wait in this lobby and while we're waiting in this lobby for all the people in front of us at this point, I think we're like at number 11 or 12. So we've got some time. Uh, we're hearing all the conversations in front of us. Yeah. Cause it's in one giant room yeah. with all the chairs around the wall and then, and two, then desks. two desks with agents in the corner, just speaking very openly to all the other people trying to change their EVA and like, tickets. Luckily there was Falangs in front of us that speak only English. So we're like, great. This is, we can like not to eavesdrop, but we want to hear like what's going on with their stuff and our, like uh, maybe they match up. So luckily for us, they're speaking English and basically we overhear this one conversation of like, this guy paid for his flight, it got canceled, and he... The was agents, it canceled? It wasn't. That was the problem. Oh. It wasn't canceled. It wasn't canceled. The agent's telling him, listen, that flight is not going to be canceled, they're still going to have it, you just can't get on the flight because you're going to be a transfer passenger. So we'll refund you the flight or you could buy a new flight. And it's basically one of those things like, this sounds so fishy. Like, you won't cancel the flight and give me my money back, but you'll allow me to buy another well, flight? Yeah, like, they, and they weren't saying you could, they'll refund it. They weren't committing yeah. to that. They were saying, you can fill out this form and submit a refund request, and maybe you'll get refunded, but you're going to have to buy a new ticket. Yeah, so basically... Which the guy that we were watching was not oh, happy about it. I felt it. so bad for this guy. He's an older gentleman. He's like, I'm just trying to get home. And they're like, listen, we can't really do anything. Like, you're just going to have to buy a new flight. And that will... And, or we'll refund you and then good luck, right? Like, good luck, Chuck. All to you. So we're like... Connor and I are sitting here going like, okay, we don't have the ability right now to do anything for his brothers we have to figure out how we're going to get home because we're finding out through all of these conversations in front of us 
we're not going to get it. Yeah, it's Monday morning, and we find out, sitting in this room, from the agent talking to the other guy, that the airports in Singapore and in Taiwan are shutting tonight. So we're freaking out while waiting in this lobby, and poor Connor is, like, having a panic attack. So we quickly adjust the form to fill out our information, and then our number is called, and basically she tells us the exact same thing, like this flight's not going to get canceled. It'll just push. It'll, they'll just forever push it. So they'll say like, Hey, we've rescheduled your flight for the following day or Hey, we've rescheduled your flight the following day. And then the following day would happen and be like, Oh, we're going to reschedule it for the following day. So they'll just continually push it out. So they never cancel. She's like, you're not going to get on this flight. She's like, if uh, we asked her, it was like, is there any way we can get on a flight tonight? And then we'll just, we'll just leave. And she goes, yes, I can adjust the Taipei to Seattle flight to be tonight, but the flight from here to Taipei is gone. There's no more flights today from here to Taipei. So we'll keep, we can keep your Taipei to Seattle flight, but you have to find another way to Taipei. So we're freaking out. We're like, okay, we'll buy, like, is there a partner airline that we can buy or transfer the flight to? She goes, Thai Airways. So we're like, okay, when is that flight leaving? And she goes... It leaves at two o'clock and it is 11 o'clock. So we have three hours to get to the pack, get to the airport and buy this plane ticket. The Eva agent, she goes, you got three hours. You need to go to the airport right now. She goes, while you're heading to the airport, I'll make adjustments on the flight and then I'll put you in contact with an Eva agent so that we can expedite you to get on this plane. And then once I get confirmation that your flight is booked... That you've bought the flight from Bangkok to Taiwan. Then I will transfer your flight, just in case. So she was, like, such a homie. She's like, I'm not going to do this until I know that you guys are, like, there. And you're on the plane. Then I'll transfer your ticket. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're such a lifesaver. Like, we're on... We're on our way right now. Bye. So Connor and I are, like, sprinting down this building... Like, threw back the pass to get upstairs. They threw me back my license. We, like, booked it to the grab a taxi. We get in the grab taxi, which is probably a big mistake. We probably should have just taken the train, and it would have been a lot faster. But we got caught in some traffic. So we get back to the apartment. We're, like, throwing things in our suitcase. Trying, like, again, back to my moment. Thank goodness I packed the other suitcase. So we're throwing things into our other suitcases. We're trying to pack up. We're leaving anything that's like not of value in that immediate moment. Like shampoo and conditioner. I can get shampoo and conditioner here. It's not that big of a deal. Like things that are perishables that we don't need, we're leaving behind. We basically like, I feel so bad for the lady that, for the Airbnb, that lady that we had to. Like, yeah, we left food in the fridge. There was food on the counter. Like so bad, but we like, didn't clean anything up. We had to go. Yeah. And I told her and I messaged her while we were in the grab taxi. I was like, I'm so sorry. We're checking out. Like we have to leave. She goes, it's probably better. Like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just throw, leave the key in the mailbox. We're like, okay, thank you so much. So we're like hauling to get all of our stuff in. We have a total of nine bags. So we have five check-in checked bags that we want to do and then our four personal items and carry-ons. So we have nine bags total that we're having to like wrangle together. Connor calls a grab taxi and we throw in all of our stuff and we're like, airport ASAP, quick. And this guy goes, I don't even know if he understood a lick of that, but he felt our anxiety and he's like, airport, got it. And he was hauling. Like there were a couple times where I was like, okay, I'm a little scared for my life. Like I know I have my seatbelt on, but like, this is scary fast. So we get to the airport and this, by the way, we get to the airport and it's like 1245, one o'clock. So we have an hour before this flight takes off. I'm running around trying to figure out like, they, I went to the counter and they're like, we need you to buy it. We need you to go over to this counter. So we go over to the other counter and I go and I talk to this woman and she's like, well, you need to go to the ticketing office. That's right over there. So I run to the ticketing office. Connor's got two of those little trolleys. So he's yeah, like, I have all he's, nine bags, he's all nine bags. He's staying with all nine bags. I'm sprinting around this airport, just like going to the ticketing office. I go and there's like a huge queue outside this ticketing office. And it's a bunch of people that are exactly like us. Like. I need to find a way home. I need to find a way home. I need to find a way home. 
And I go and I'm trying to explain this. I was like, listen, like the Eva office called and I have to get this thing. I'm trying to get on this flight. And he's like, okay, hands me a ticketing queue number. And it's basically going to be 20, 30 minutes. No, he says it's going to be 20 minutes, but we're 40 numbers away. Yeah, it's so far away. So I'm freaking out. I go back and I'm like trying to talk to this woman. And I'm like, listen, like Eva, like can I call Eva? And they will tell you what I'm trying to tell you. I don't speak Thai but let me give you someone who can speak Thai and knows our situation. And she was like, not happy with me. She's like, I don't want to speak to them. I don't want to talk to them. And like, I feel so badly for this woman. Cause I'm sure I'm not the only person that's like freaking the F out. So, um, finally I like luckily had added that evil woman online and on the messaging app. And I was like, Hey, I'm at this ticket counter. I took a picture for her. I was like, I'm here. Like send your agent here ASAP. And thank goodness the Eva agent finds me and he's like, okay, great. I will escort you through to Thai Airways. So he take, goes with me. Connor's like just standing with the bags. I go with this guy and to Thai Airways and we skip the queue. We cut everyone. Cut everybody. I, I felt so bad, but like we're trying to get on a flight. So, and you had a guy in a suit, an official person with an you. An official person. And no one was like waiting in line. It's not like you cut the line, but. Yeah, but you just You escorted. just walked right up to someone. Yeah. He escorted. It was very nice. Um, so anyway, so we get up to the counter, the lady realizes what flight we're trying to get on. So she's like hauling, like ticket, like as soon as she processed my card, she was like trying to do all these things at once. And she's like, go, go, go. And so the well, guy. And while you're doing that, the original lady who tried to help comes and finds me and she goes, uh, Hey, just so you know, the ticket office is closed. Like we're not, you're not going to get on the flight. She's like, it's closed. And this is while Amanda's like getting the VIP treatment to buy a ticket. Yeah. So, and I was like, well, she's up there in line right now with an Eva person, so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so we call back to the original ticketing booth. We give all of our check-in luggage, and we she's like, you have five. She's like, you can you, only take you four. can only take four. And I was like, we'll pay, like, whatever you want. Like, at this point, I just need to get this luggage on there. And she's like, it's too late. I was like, you just have to send it through. You just send it through. You print the thing, and it'll be fine. And so Connor's like trying to negotiate and I was like, Shh, don't talk. Yeah. Well, well the fifth item was not an item we came with. We had all these giant canvases that were printed for the wedding. And the day before, thanks to Leo and Casey for their help, we like put them all in the boxes and we taped them all up. Yeah. So I had this giant it's rectangle like a sandwich of all of, of these six. Cars. Yeah. Of six giant so posters. Connor's like, Totally already sold on like leaving it. Yeah, behind. leave the canvases. We can print those at home. When and we get, and like, Amanda is not willing well, to part with no, these I'm things. Like, no, this is what my freaking souvenir. I want these. So Connor's like, just leave it. And I was like, shh, don't talk. And so finally they were like, well, can you, we'll check the cardboard box, but can you carry this red duffel? Originally we wanted to check yeah. the red duffel, but can you carry it as check on? We're like, sure, why not? So by this time, there's 20 minutes left for the flight the 20 the flight is leaving in 20 minutes not boarding leaving in 20 minutes so this is the first time i have ever sprinted sprinted through an airport and connor and i were hauling so, so and, before and like, we started sprinting we turn the corner and they actually have another thai airways guy there who meets with us and oh, he yeah. kind of waves. He goes, come with me. And so he escorts us and we're running and he's running. And luckily there's like this fast track version of no, security. It was the employee security oh, line. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was just like, are you in a hurry here? Take this one. No, they take <laughs> us through the employee security. So we like run through and like Connor's like taking off his belt. I'm like trying to like take out all these things to like do to follow the procedure. And finally we're done. I'm like zipping up. We're like sprinting. I put my belt because Amanda has her <laughs> dress. Uh, we both there and going away. We're carrying on Amanda's wedding dress. Yeah. And I'm grabbing all the stuff because I've got all the bags and. I have my dress and the rolly. Well, didn't I have the dress? How no, I had oh, okay. I had the dress. And, and so I actually walk away first and was like, oh my gosh, I left my belt and my wallet and my phone in the bucket because I had all of this stuff. So I grab all that. Um, so I just had the belt. I don't even put it back on. 
and we like full sprint all the way across the airport. I mean, to the other side of the airport. Uh, it felt like the other side. I of the airport. felt like we were on the amazing race. Honestly, that was like my workout for the the three weeks we were there. That was my workout. Was sprinting with full luggage. Yeah, how hard was that run for you, Amanda? That was with your wheelie luggage. So hard. But Connor had more. He had two duffel bags and a backpack. So I felt bad for him. But anyways, so we get to the gate and we like get on the plane. They allow our five carry-ons. I'm not sure. They didn't how. even check. They, they didn't, didn't even. Get... They didn't even. Camp. Well, the plane was empty. And, well, yeah. Then we board and there's like no one on our plane, and we were like, wow. I wonder how many people that were sitting in that queue were trying to buy a ticket for this flight, and it's empty. They can't even buy a ticket because they're trying to. Anyways, so we get on the plane and the plane takes off. No joke. Like ten minutes later. And it was... Yeah, we're the last people on the plane. We're, like, dripping in sweat. We have our masks on, right? We throw oh, all the yeah. stuff above, and the entire economy section is completely empty. empty. There's, like, two guys right in front of us, and which it, was like, oh, I don't... I wish we weren't sitting by these people, but it's too late to move. We've already wiped down our, all of our seats. Yeah, so then we get on the plane, and Connor and I finally sit down, and we're like... And we have a three-row by ourselves, which was really nice. So we finally sit down, and we're like... <sighs> We made it. We're fine. So we text our parents. We text my parents, his parents that like, hey, we're on the plane. We're going. And then we went to Taipei and we got to Taipei. Well, hold on. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. So we get on that plane. And at this point, like we haven't even processed the fact that we are on a plane and we're going home. Yeah. Right? Like the trip is over. Yeah. Uh, way earlier. I mean, more than 10 days earlier than we thought. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that flight was just kind of like coming to the realization like oh the trip is over and we're already on the plane our bags are packed and we're gone we'll never go back to that airbnb again like which was our home for two and a half weeks yeah we um, just had almost like a grief like a grieving process of just like yeah just... we didn't really talk to each other very much on that plane it no. was, we both like were kind of sad that it was all it all just happened so fast i mean within three and a half hours we went from like all right we're leaving tomorrow to like we're on the plane yeah so that uh, the flight was, I think, like maybe three hours, four hours. So it was a good time for Connor and I just to relax and chill and just kind of take a breather in, but also have like our own time. So then we get to Taipei and I like literally it's so funny. 20 minutes before, no, an hour before we land in Taipei, I realized that the EVA agent gave us nothing. No confirmation number, nothing. So, like, I had, Yeah, because we were no... supposed to confirm with them after we bought the ticket, but the second we got the ticket, we were on a sprint to the plane. So, yeah, you never got to message her, like, hey, I'm on the plane, uh, please transfer the other ticket yeah, for us. Yeah, I was just like, uh-oh. So, I get to Taipei, and I message her, and I'm like hey, forgot to tell you, like, we made it, like, we're in Taipei. She goes, oh, I know, because she talked to the Eva agent. She goes, thank goodness you're safe. And I was just like, thank you so much for all your help. You've been wonderful. We go up to, there's an Eva Air booth outside of, like, their transit passengers section. So we end up talking to this guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I found a reservation. Here you are. Like, let me see your passports, and let me see the baggage tag so I can make sure the baggage got transferred. And was super helpful. Got us on the um, plane and... Got us the seats we wanted, and it was really nice, and, and we want, went through transit. We were like, oh, we're done. I guess we'll go to the lounge now. And since we're flying business class, we get access to the Eva Air Business Lounge. So we immediately head up there because we've got, like, four hours to kill. And this and, is where the belt happens. And we, yeah, well, we go to the, uh, the, the Eva Lounge, and we're like, there's a place where we can drop off all of, like, our bags and lock it up in a locker. So we do that, and we're starting to put things away. And I look at my dress and I remembered Connor's belt being at, on top of the garment bag and it's gone. Sayonara, this belt is out of here. And so somewhere in the Taipei airport is Connor's belt. <laughs> well, it's funny because that belt, I had bought that belt in Bangkok last time we were there, like three years before. Yeah. And it took us like two days to find a belt in general that fit and so this belt had been very notorious that anytime we saw belts in thailand it was like hey remember that one time you searched all over bangkok to find a belt and now we always see all these belts yeah and that was just fitting we're in the emergency like runaway and we're halfway through the trip and all of a sudden i was like where'd my belt go 
She's like, oh, I saw it on the dress like 10 minutes ago. And I was like, well, it didn't make it. It's gone. So somewhere in the Taipei airport is Connor's belt. Yep. But we ended up taking that time in the Eva lounge to chill and check on email and message all of our friends and family to let them know that we got to Taipei safe. And it was nice because they had not only like bathrooms and showers, but they had like a full buffet of food. So Connor sat down and literally ate one of everything. I mean, it was the first time I ate that day. Yeah. Right? And so at this time, it's like nighttime, right? It's what, like six or seven at night. Yeah. And I hadn't eaten anything because we like woke up, went to the Eva office, got coffee, we coffee. and went straight yeah. to the plane. It was um, and yeah, so we're in Taiwan and Taiwan is shutting down in four hours, right? And our flight is in three hours and 45 minutes. Which is so interesting because when we were heading our way to the Eva Lounge, there were a bunch of people that just got a flight to Taipei to be one of the last transferring passengers. So there were just a bunch of people sitting around waiting for their flight. Whoever, who knows when their flight was. It could have been the following day. Yeah, right? those girls on tic- who were doing the TikTok dances we're like, oh yeah, we are. We have a 16-hour layover because their flight wasn't until Tuesday. Oh my but they gosh. had to get into the airport through transfers before, before midnight. Yeah. yeah. So I can only imagine what they were feeling. But anyways, we went down. We had a blast in the lounge and it was very clean and we loved it. And then we head to our gate and we're obviously like zone one. And we board onto these nice business class seats. And it was amazing. I had a great time. There were a whopping six, seven people, including us, in business class. So that was wild. There were it was just so empty. Six out of how many? Out of that doesn't mean very much. Thirty. If, if there's six seats. Thirty. Oh, okay. Would you say there's thirty? I don't know. Was that enough? You're the one who said it was whopping. It was. It was okay. All right, whatever. It was a fraction. It was like the first four rows were maybe half filled and then the rest of the the first class area was yep. empty and so since you have the time tell us about your uh business class experience on oh, eva airways okay this has been my dream to fly business class on a lay down plane i don't know why i just want to experience it so we go we get on there's this nice lady who introduces herself i can't remember what her name is and she's like, I'll be your wait, your air hostess today and will basically just take care of me. And I was like, fantastic. She comes by. She drops off an amenity kit. It's so cute. It's like this little hard case with like Salvatore Ferragamo, like body lotion and like eye cream and whatever you could want. It's all these random things. And then she comes back over and she drops off these like jason Wu, what what some designer pajamas and she's like what size would you like and here's pajamas pajamas are great and they are so comfy. we should have wore the pajamas for the show didn't we didn't think about that didn't think about that 2020 uh hindsight's 2020 but anyways pajamas are super comfortable i go and change into them connor partially changes into them no you changed into it i just put the shirt on you just put it like as a sweatshirt um and it was so comfy when I was in the bathroom, you guys, there was so much room in the bathroom. It I didn't was... even go into the bathroom. You didn't go to the bathroom? No, I didn't use the bathroom on a single plane that whole trip. Oh my God, that's definitely bad for you. But No, anyway, it's not. It's like 12 hours. You didn't pee at all in 12 hours? That's not a big deal. That's like what you do. Internet, at... help me with this. Not peeing for 12 hours. like Amanda, you do that every night when you go to bed. Then you wake up and you pee. Anyways, this is a debate for another time. There was so much room in the bathroom, so many cute little amenities that you could, like, I have not seen in premium economy or economy class. It's just really cute. And then they come and they serve us these nice meals with these, um, with all of this, like, proper silverware. And it's just, yeah, it was ridiculous, the food, the amount of food they gave us. Um, What was your highlight when it came to the food? I don't know. What was my highlight? What special order did you get? Oh, and then I specially ordered between the snack. two meals. Between the two meals, you can order a snack, and so I ordered two snacks. <laughs> Cause why not? I, it's my money. I'll spend it how I want it. So it's two snacks, and the first snack is a roast beef sandwich. No, that's not it. What was it? Was it Milk a roast beef sandwich? Cookies is the only one I'm thinking of. Oh, maybe that was another flight. They're all blending together. I order one snack 
And it's hot chocolate and cookies. And it is like amazing hot chocolate. It is so good. And it comes in this nice little porcelain cup and saucer. And then she brings over this huge snack basket. And she's like, what do you want? And I have like analysis paralysis where I'm like, I just want it all. And I think she recognized that. She goes, all right, we'll do these cookies and this like dried mango and this thing. And I was like, amazing. So I had this like hot chocolate after sleeping. It was, yeah, it was so great. Oh, the lay down bed. Awesome. It was comfy for me as a 5'2 person. But for Connor, how was your lie down bed? It was good. I had the mask on, so I think the mask got me real uncomfortable. And like laying on my side, I was like, I'm breathing right into this like armrest that I just might be covered in coronavirus. I don't know. So you sanitized it. Yeah, but still. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it was it? nice. I probably slept for like at least six of the 12 hours on the flight, so which I didn't want to do because I was like, we, we paid this extra money. We're on this business class seat. It is so sweet. We might not ever do this again. So I want to just sit here and enjoy the entire 12-hour flight. And then you laid down. But then I passed out. And then you laid down. I was down. just so it exhausted so nice. from the whole day. It was so nice being able to like fully recline for your feet to be up. And just, it was very comfortable for us. Um, yeah. And then we had, we watched a couple of movies and they had these giant screens and then... We, yeah, they were very clean on the plane. They made sure they used masks and gloves. And yeah. They were very sanitary. And being in business class, the the distance was really nice, right? Like, you talk about six feet. Like, if you're sitting in an economy, you're packed around all these people. And in a time where you don't want to be around people and you're worried about people breathing on you, uh, the business class was really nice because, yeah, there was, like, there was a girl on our back right. And was there someone on your left? Yeah, there was that dad and but, the little kid. Oh, yeah, but oh, they were at yeah. least like six feet, way more than six feet away from you. First off, there was this tiny child in front of me that got his own business class seat. For sure the parents paid for that. And this child had to be no more than like three or four years old. Yeah, but maybe he's like a gold like traveler, right? I can't imagine you make you have to make very many of those trips to like get the upgrade class. I right? don't so care. he's probably some business person and he got all three upgraded for free. It took me so many years to be able to fly stuff. So many years. We are so lucky to even be our age and get to do that. This child. Just I don't even think he appreciated it. But anyway. He's a child. Of course he didn't appreciate it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it was it was a good we had a blast and then we got to the wild thing is, so at the very end of this trip, they hand out this piece of paper and the immigration card. And the piece of paper basically like, have you been to any of these countries that have been severely affected by COVID-19? Okay. And then it was, it looked, literally was like a printed out piece of paper. And then we get to immigration and both Connor and I are global entry people. So we have our little global entry cards and we got to bypass a bunch of it. But then we go down, we collect our bags, we go through the immigration card. And the guy's like, what were you doing? I was like, well, I was in Thailand. He's like, were you only in Thailand? I was like, yep. He's like, what were you doing there? I was like, getting married. And then he looked back. He's like, where's your husband? So I pointed to Connor and he's like, we're not doing divorce here. Get over here. We're doing it together. And then we just just shoot, shoot, shoot the crap. And then we he was like, all right. Have a good one. Ding. And we just like went on our way through. So what's the lesson, Amanda? Um, the or le- what did you think about that? I, you got like, through the story. I, 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 there's no, it's so crazy that it took so much more effort to get into a Thai mall or a Thai building. Because in a Thai building, in a Thai mall, they have hand sanitizer, a therma check. They have people like just cleaning everywhere. It's very clean. And everyone's wearing masks. And then to, like, basically come into the United States in the airport and there's no mask. Like, we found... Not even gloves. Not even gloves. There's no gloves. And there's, like, two on-the-wall Purell things that I found that were, like, here's some hand sanitizer. Besides that, it really was not hard. Like, they didn't even ask for that printed-out piece of paper that was, like, have you been to any of these COVID-19 countries? They didn't take our immigration card. They took nothing. And so it was just really interesting to just basically walk in to the United States without any any sort of overtly crazy precautions. Yeah, which maybe that's different now, a yeah. couple weeks after and how everything's progressed. But yeah, it was very surprising um, just to have all the immigration officers there were like, you're 
sorting through all these people and there have been immigration officers in many other countries who have gotten sick because of the people and yeah they yeah i felt really bad for them because it's like I, you know who knows what kind of communication they're getting but i feel bad that they're not being equipped with the mask and gloves necessary in order to do their jobs and keep themselves safe yeah but we can't speak for them yeah it was just shocking to see yeah i i hope they're safe now that's all i can hope for but then uh we went and collected our bags again which I'm not really sure why, but we did. And then Connor got ripped off by this guy who asked for $10. I didn't get ripped off. I got ripped off. Yeah, I didn't want to do it, but that's not important. Yeah, this guy was like, hey, well, I'll carry your bags for free. And we're like, oh, all the way to the Uber transport? That's awesome. And then he just picked us up and took us right to the curb. And well, he didn't it. say it for free. Oh, yeah, I said for 10 bucks. For 10 bucks, which is the same price as that's doing two trolley, two trolley carts. And we thought he was going to take us all the way to the uber stop which is over across the park the parking lot which is like quite a distance and i was like all right that's worth the money but then the uber suv was picking us up like right outside 20 yards from where we yeah. were i was i was so he pissed was so mad i was so he pissed was so mad. but anyways overall we're back home and safe we've gotten word that everyone's back home and safe um we've had two of our guests test negative for covid19 which is amazing um, and so now that we're all safe and sound and home and healthy and we're all in international quarantine, um, out of international, at, well, out of international quarantine, I feel like now it's like, okay, we can finally like breathe and sigh a release of relief, um, where, you know, we, we did it. We went internationally abroad during the middle of a global pandemic and we got married. Yeah. And no one got sick, and, and it was all good. Knock on wood. It kind of gave us a heart okay. attack getting out of there. That's what this episode's about. Yes. And that so was, that was wild. Yeah, it was just so crazy to be there at Eva, and thinking at least we had one more day, which was already way less than we anticipated, which we were already sad about. And then she's like, "Your flight leaves in three hours. You better get there, or you need to find your own way home." Yeah. Yeah, which would have been financially a strain on Amanda and I because. We would have had to request a refund, but not got the refund right away, and then bought another flight um, after paying after, for a wedding. After paying in cash. mostly cash on that wedding, we didn't really have the money expensable to buy two more tickets. But uh, I'm glad it all worked out. It yeah. was what a flight, crazy end of the trip. What flight did you say that we could probably do Amazing Race? What's your question? <laughs> On one of the flights, Connor goes... Uh, I, I felt think, we were on Amazing Race. like, I think we could do Amazing Race. I think we could do it. I don't know if I'd want to do Amazing <laughs> Race with you, honestly. I'm not sure you and I would be very good at that. Why? What's wrong with me? It's me, not you. <laughs> we did it. Regardless, we did it. And it was such a... It's, we'll never forget this. Regardless, no one, no bride or groom would ever forget their wedding. But like, but that's why is, we're recording this, so we this don't forget is it. Crazy, yeah. All right. Well, that's our ridiculous story of flying Eva, flying the. I'm gonna start that over. <laughs> so this is the story all about how our life got onto a plane in just three hours. Were you trying to do <laughs> Fresh Prince? Yes. I was like, I don't remember the lyrics. Um. Yeah, so this is our story about how the Eva agent said you have three hours to get all your stuff and get to the airport. And if you don't make it on that plane, then we'll refund your ticket. But you got to find your own way back to Thailand and it won't be through Taipei and it won't be through Singapore. Good luck. Well, thanks for watching the show. Thanks for listening to the show if you're listening. And uh, please like, subscribe. If you want to share, you can share. But uh, leaving comments here on YouTube and hitting that plus really helps a lot. Uh, subscribe. Keep listening to me and Amanda's hijinks. Let Connor know in the comments, for reals, for reals. Let people, let him know that I should stay. Vote Amanda for the podcast 2020. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Bye.